This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday Arrow video assortment series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are in our 26th instalment in a randomised selection of my Arrow video collection and we've landed on Verses by Ryui Kitamura. I always struggle with these foreign names. Um, I always struggle with English names as well, to be fair. Uh, just struggle with names in general. But that's what we'll be doing after the first break. Let's catch up with where you are under the stairs and with the Tea Putts Collective. It has been a great week for Podcasts Under the Stairs. We started off the week with some Forgotten Jelly. We jumped into Thursday with a review of an upcoming Arrow video release, The Stylist, and also an interview with the director on that episode. That title is available on the Arrow Player as of the 1st of March and then on Blu-ray in June. So please go and check it out and support the director who is not only an internet friend of mine but it's a really good movie and I wouldn't just be blowing smoke up anyone's ass. If I didn't think it was a good movie I would tell you it's not a good movie. It is a really good movie so go and check it out and support it. Indie filmmakers go and support them. Um, Yesterday we did a review of a Shudder exclusive title, Shook. Um, go and check that one out and maybe don't watch the movie that's your call to be honest it wasn't great if I'm honest but it wasn't awful either it just was kind of in the middle of not very good so yeah there was that and then obviously today is your Arrow video assortment tomorrow you're getting more Forgotten Jally coming your way and on the Teapots Collective Opera Omnia dropped today so myself Bo Ransdell sitting down discussing the second movie in Fincher's filmography which is a little movie called Seven the conversation is one of my favourites we've done on Opera Omnia thus far so please go across and check it out on the Teapots Collective and make sure you subscribe as well uh, in the coming week we will be doing Doing the Nasty with two heavy hitters uh, Shogun Assassin which is basically Lone Wolf and Cub one and two, uh, condensed into one movie, and a little movie called Dawn of the Dead. You may have heard it before if you are a horror fan. On the Teapups Collective as well, but in its own feed, this week we dropped a brand new show, uh, Jaws is Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts. Um, it's myself and the Baz representing podcasts under the stairs, and Scott and Liam versus Evil joining forces together to do a kind of conversational weird news entertainment comedy podcast that first episode is out there you can check it out by going to tputzcast.com and clicking the link to the show and it'll take you to all the places that you can check it out or failing that join the facebook group page where you can post all manner of weird shit and follow all the links for the episode there which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod couldn't be any easier So there we go. Right, we're going to take a short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. When we return after the trailer for Versus, we will be discussing that movie. And FYI, 
Uh, when I get into the details of what's on this disc, we could be here sometime. It is, like the kids say, fucking stacked. We're back to discuss that movie right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, LegionPodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast. なんだ、バケモンどんがや。お前らの遊び相手だろ。ここは月見歩くて好きじゃねえ。この森おかしい。撤退。この世とあの世を繋げてだ。死人が化け物になって生き返るって言うんだろ。大丈夫だ。確か
As one of the surviving prisoners escapes with the girl into the darkness of the forest, disgruntled gangsters soon become the least of their worries, as an earlier battle between a lone warrior against hordes of zombie samurai is carried over from a millennium ago into present day. Versus caused a sensation both in Japan and internationally upon its release, launching the careers of director Rihui Kitamura, who would go on and do Godzilla Final Wars and Midnight Meat Train, and the action star and fight choreographer Tak Sakaguchi of Battlefield Baseball and Yakuza Weapon. Arrow Video is proud to present this mythical cult title in both its original 2000 and expanded 2004 Ultimate Versus iteration. It's a brand new direct uh, director approved restoration. Details on the disc, production year 2000, region code is region locked to region B, um, although you can get the region A version, so the reason will become apparent why I say that in a second. Um, the UK rating is 18, the running time is 120 minutes for the original release and 131 minutes for the extended ultimate versus cut, number of discs 2. The languages are both Japanese and English. Subtitles English and English SDH. Audio is 6.1, 5.1 and 2.0. The aspect ratio is 185.1 and it is in full colour. Cast and crew details is listed on their website as director Rihui Kitamura. Uh, cast Tak Sakaguchi, Hideo Sakaki and uh, Chiko Mizaki. Um, the extras, and this is where we go through a shitload of stuff, so bear with me, if this is boring as shit, I can only apologise, but I'm doing my due diligence here, folks. Doing the due diligence. Special edition content are a brand new 2K restoration from original film elements by Arrow Video, um, and Arrow Films approved by Rui Kitamura. High definition 1080p Blu-ray presentations of both versions of the film, that's the original 2000 cut and the 2004 Ultimate Versus, featuring over 10 minutes of new and revised footage. Reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Chris Malbon. Disc number one in this box has the original lossless Japanese 5.1 and 2.0 stereo audio and English 2.0 stereo audio. We have optional English subtitles, an audio commentary by audio commentary Kitamura and cast and crew, an audio commentary by Kitamura with the cast and crew, a new visual essay on the career of Kitamura by Japanese cinema expert Jasper Sharp, Behind Verses, a two-part behind-the-scenes documentary exploring the film's production, First Contact, Verses Evolution, a feature exploring the film's origins, Tak Sakaguchi's one-man journey and archival feature on the actor's visit to the 2001 Japanese Film Festival in Hamburg, film festival screening footage, Team Verses, a brief look inside Nepan Films' offices, Deep in the Woods, an archival featurette featuring interviews with Kitamura cast and crew, The Encounter, an archival interview with editor Tsuyuchi Kaketsu, I think that's how you pronounce that, um, deleted scenes with audio commentary by Kitamura cast and crew, Nervous and Nervous 2, two side story mini movies featuring the characters from the main movie, a feature on the making of Nervous 2, versus FF version, a condensed 20 minute cut of the film, multiple trailers and image gallery. On the second disc, which is the ultimate versus cut, you have the original lossless in Japanese 6.1 and 2.0 stereo audio and the English 6.1 and 2.0 stereo audio. You have optional English subtitles, audio commentary by Kitamura cast and crew, and Sakigaki eh, Otaku versus Juku, a feature of newly shot material for ultimate versus. The first pressing only will have an illustrated collector's booklet featuring new writing on the film and reprinted interview with Kitamura by Tom Mez and notes on the making of the film by Kitamura himself. 
Now, the reason I said it's region locked to region B and region locked to region A um, it gets hugely confusing. It has been released in both territories, so you can buy this in the UK and you can buy this in the States. And I don't understand the technical ramifications of why they have been released as not region locked. To me, it would make more sense to unregion lock it unless there are different studio concerns on licensing this movie in America versus the UK, i.e. the license could be for three years in America and five years in the UK, so they've kept them separate. I will just say that MVD uh, sent me a promo of this, so uh, essentially a production press of this movie. Um, they sent it back in December, but only reached me um, like the beginning of this month, so I, I have the Region A version. Also, I will say that, weirdly, a mysterious package arrived just before Christmas where one of my listeners, I'm assuming it's a listener, uh, bought me a copy of this movie. So I actually have ended up with two copies of this movie, the British print and the American print, which is very weird in itself. So yeah, big thanks to MVD for sending through that promotion. I got a pile of movies through, so we will be doing some of them. Some of them will fall in as Arrow Video Assortment titles. Some of them will fall in as just general titles reviewed on podcasts under the stairs. Let's get back to the film review. I remember seeing Versus not long after it came out. It's a hugely influential movie, even though it lays bare quite a number of flaws. It's hugely important because... It's one of the first movies on the crest of what would become the Japanese kind of gore action horror movement, which has followed through into movies like Meatball Machine and beyond. Um, it's a movie that is almost comic booky in terms of its violence, for sure. It, it leans very much into a lot more of those kind of manga elements as inspiration, but transfers them over and are great examples of where the country was just exploding with a genre output. This movie's made about the same time as Takashi Miki, can't say his name now, is starting to gear up to do a movie like Ichi the Killer, which comes a year after, which is also hyper-violent and hyper-gory. Um, so you're starting to get those movements in place of... And, and if anything, it's the long-term effects of Tetsuo the Iron Man, where you get this experimental, like highly brutalised version of cinema that slowly works its way through and then finds its place with more modern effects. And this is hugely driven by effects, like effects and makeup, as well as bitching choreography. The story itself is a bit naff. <laughs> I like the concept, but it's kind of overshadowed by the over-the-top nature of the acting. Um, the choreography work is absolutely stunning and regardless what you want to say about Versys, there is a like, more bang for your buck than you get in most movies. It understands that like every five minutes we should be having some sort of fight scene, some standoff, some violence, some gore, some blood on the screen. And so you get a ton of that. A lot of it is kind of nonsensical and, you know, even contextually trying to fit it back in to what the premise of the movie is doesn't really work. As that kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, you know, just so happens this forest is over a hellmouth, but it's a portal to, to like, a alternate hellscape. And, you know, the idea of a, a battle a millennium ago, I mean, just the timelines don't work out. <laughs> like, you know, all that stuff is just a wee bit kind of like, yeah, and you've just chose 
kind of pulp worms that we can easily slide in here uh, to make things work, and that's fine. Um, it's a ton of fun though. Versus is a very, very goofy, funny movie at times. It is incredibly long. Now, I'll put my cards on the table. For this review, I have watched both cuts in the space of a week. So I have committed over four hours of my time watching both the cuts of this movie. And I'll be honest with you, Ultimate Versus, even though you get like a little bit extra in there, just over ten minutes, um, I can see why it's in there. It's a, it's a lot more action and a lot more violence, if we're being honest, and not a lot of fleshing out the story to make it really fit. Um, I would probably still go with the original cut. I'm, I'm a bit of a purist that way. I remember seeing the original cut and this was my first time watching the Ultimate Versus cut. And yeah, that original cut for me is enough. The addition of 10 extra minutes of gore and violence and whatnot doesn't necessarily enhance the viewing experience. Yeah, it gives you some cool clips, but I don't think it benefits the movie in any way. It doesn't certainly make the narrative structure of the movie work any better. So, I, you know, I, I can see why it is in there, but at the same same point, I would probably opt for that original cut. Arrow have done an incredible job on this. I mean, like, this is, like, the definitive version of this movie. I can't see them... Like, even if they released a 4K version or the old 4K UHD, they're never really going to top what they've done here. Yeah, it might be slightly sharper in the picture, but these movies benefit from a bit of green. Um... There's only so much cleaning up you can do before the movies feel completely synthetic, which is not what you want from a movie like Versus. So, you know, you've got you've got you've got so much special features here. I worked my way through some of the commentaries, uh, you know, switching them on and off while we're working through. Checked out a couple of the the featurettes which are brilliant, especially the onset stuff. And the one that kind of stuck kind of near and dear to my heart is the one man journey, the Tak Sakaguchi's uh, travel um, to the Japan Film Festival in Hamburg. I really liked that. Seeing the festival screening footage and the reactions and stuff is is kind of amazing. Um, but it's packed. There's so much fucking content here. The Arrow have went above and beyond. Like I say, they're, they really went out of their way to make sure this is a definitive version of the movie. Now, Versys, I mean, like I say, it has some issues. Its issues mostly are that people behave like comic book characters. The villains in the movie are like like comic book characters on fucking steroids. Um and the narrative has a cool premise, it's kind of like the beyond in a lot of respects, but instead of really leaning into what is cool about that concept, it's an excuse for more violence, which once again is fine, and there wasn't a fucking massive budget behind this movie, so the fact that um, Rahui Kitamura managed to do what he did with this movie is remarkable, I mean it really 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 is. Like I say, the, the time in Japan where you're getting movies like Battle Royale and stuff about this time as well, it just goes to show that they really were pushing the boundaries and exploring all manner of social commentary and I think that is really interesting. I think that's what I think that's where this movie shines. Um, and like I say, you get great special effects and great choreography. So from that point of view, if you're looking for a movie which is hyper-violent that you can switch your brain off and not really pay attention to, this is the movie for you. I mean, this will give you what you want. If you're looking for something that just has a bit more soul and a bit more context, like a lot of the kind of horror movies of Japan about this time, whether it's a movie like Audition, which is covering some of the uh, 
the, the social norms which are a bit weird out with the context of Japan in terms of kind of male to female relationships and and kind of social class. Or it's a movie like Pulse, which is looking up upon the, the early involvement of the internet and social isolation amongst the people of Japan. Or even a movie like Dark Water, which is really getting into the ideas of like how the society deals with death. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the things that travel through from that into grief and the culture. Um, you know, you're not getting any of that here. <laughs> this is 100% um superficial horror there ain't no subtext here at all and you know there's a place for that there's a place for that for sure it kind of comes down to what you're wanting from this movie if you're looking for dumb fun versus ticks the box if you're looking for something with a bit more depth you know you're gonna you're gonna remark over the production of the movie as opposed to remarking over much else about it I'm kind of torn on this one because I always like had a lot of fun with Versys and sitting down with the like a mega critical eye this time like I say some of those characters are just they're a bit off-putting but it's still a great movie I'll, I'll be honest with you there's no way I could ever say that I didn't like this movie but at the same time I can't say that I really like it it sits somewhere in between so it's a 3.5 in terms of the disc it would be a 5 but you know like there's so much fucking stuff in here for sure, uh, but it's a 3.5 for the film itself and yeah, that's all I have for Versys, I'm going to take my final break when I come back I'll be telling you what movie we're doing next in the collection and uh, closing out the show right after this You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday Arrow video assortment, episode number 26 in the series, looking at verses. In three weeks' time, we'll be sitting down and looking at Vamp, a horror comedy from way back in the 80s. Um, the details for this one is listed on the Arrow video website is the first kiss could be your last. Two fraternity pledges head to a seedy part of town to find some entertainment for their college friends but are faced with bloodthirsty vampires. Keith, played by Chris Makepeace of Meatballs, and AJ, played by Robert Russler of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, want to make the right impression at college, so they devise a plan to get them into the best frat house on campus. They head to the After Dark Club, where they want to find a stripper for the party their friends won't forget. Instead, they find themselves among the vampires led by Kinky Katrina, played by Grace Jones from A View to a Kill. Almost certainly an influence on From Dust Till Dawn, Vamp is superbly designed by many of Grace Jones' own award-winning collaborators and features stunning effects by four-time Oscar winner Greg Kamen of the Lost Boys and Bram Stoker's Dracula fame. Delivering laughs and scares in equal measure with added bonus of vampy sexy appeal, Vamp is a comedy horror romp with real bite. Details on the disc are production year 1986, region locked region B, UK rating is 15, runtime is 1 hour and 34 minutes. So one disc set, language is English, subtitles English SDH, audio is mono 1.0, aspect ratio 185.1 and it's in full colour. Cast and crew details, director is Richard Wink, uh, cast Grace Jones, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, Chris Makepeace, 
Sandy Barn and Robert Ruslow. Um, the extras on the disc are as follows. Here we go. A high definition digital transfer, original mono audio, subtitles for deaf or hard of hearing. One of those nights, The Making of Vamp, a brand new documentary featuring interviews with director Richard Wink, stars Robert Ruslow, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, Giddy Wanatabi. Um, there is behind the scenes rehearsals, blooper reel, image gallery, Dracula Bites the Big Apple, the 1976 Richard Wink celebrated short film, and reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Twins of Evil. So yeah, I've seen this movie a couple of times before, so this ain't a first time watch. Really looking forward to checking this one out. Um, I actually owned, at one point, two copies of this movie. I had the original Arrow print and then the one that they did after. So I've got the one that they did after. I think I sold the original one God knows how long ago. So very much looking forward to doing that. So Vamp will be in three weeks' time. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. Wherever you're listening to this right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop. Also subscribe to the Teapots Collective. That way you get where to begin with. Your Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty and Chronicle. Also, jump across to teapotscast.com and follow Jaws's Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts, a monthly podcast with myself and the Baz and Scott Liam vs. Evil. It's a ton of fun. It's not horror related, but the conversations will put a smile on your face or make you cringe for us one of the two we have a Facebook group page it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod for the podcast under the stairs the website is tputzcast.com the merch page is tputzcast.bigcartel.com our Facebook group page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast and the tputz collective is just simply facebook.com forward slash tputzcast you can reach out and interact with myself and the bands on the twin prongs of social media sexiness Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at tputzcast the podcast Under the Stairs will return for you tomorrow with the first disc in the second forgotten jelly box set. Strap yourself in as me and Dave James Parker get in deep with one of these movies that really does make me wonder how I've existed so long on the planet and why have I never seen it. So yeah, until tomorrow, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.